Hi, everybody. Welcome to Evan and Ben Talk About Food and Stuff. I'm Evan. And I'm Ben. And today, we're talking about our death row meals, among other things. Okay, Evan, uh, yes. let's, let's start it off like right at the top. What is your death row meal? My death row meal. Well, that's an easy one. Um, Wait, let's let's explain what a death row meal is first. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, so I'll take you, this one. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll take this. Yeah. So you are you one more likely to be on death row? So it makes sense. What is that supposed to mean? I'm not a Just criminal. The people are waiting. Okay. So the deal with a death row meal is it's kind of like a game you play in professional kitchens. Um, it's kind of like, uh, what's that, what's that game? Like, uh, desert Island or whatever. It's like, you know, what would you bring to a desert Island if you could only bring one thing, but this is yeah. like, what, what would the last thing you would eat if you were on death row? They're pretty self-explanatory. You're doing a really what? bad job of explaining this. Yeah, I know. Okay. Can I um, can I take a shot? Can I take a shot yeah, okay. here? You, you take a shot at it. So if you're on death row, you get a last meal. And the game is, what would your last meal be? That's basically what I said. Yeah. I was making it what relatable. It took you seven and a half minutes to say it. No, it didn't. It took me mere seconds. Okay, what, what, would your, what would your meal be? Uh, my last meal would be a feed of Lebanese food. Um, I mean, probably none of you know this about me, but, uh, I am partially Lebanese of Lebanese descent. So growing up, uh, that was a big, a big to do in our household was on, uh, New Year's day, our whole family had come together and we do a huge, uh, family meal of Lebanese food and yeah I absolutely love it not just Lebanese but like all Mediterranean foods so if I were on death row it would be yeah Lebanese food so what specific items would you ask for like like yuckney um, yep definitely get some yuckney um and if anyone had tuned in to any of Ben's previous uh cooking shows uh, I believe it was your Facebook live show. I forget exactly what it was called. What was Dinner that called? Ben. Dinner oh. with Ben. I was going to say cooking you know, with Ben. I don't know if you know this about me, Evan, or not, but I now have a cooking show on Tell Ill. Oh, you actually have that. Uh, last time I was yeah, talking to you, you said that that was in the works, but I didn't know you actually got that. Yeah, we recorded three episodes last week, and the first one aired this week. It's on every day. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. That's completely tangent. Um, yeah, so let's talk about like what exactly. Yeah, so are. I'll, I'll run you through. I'll run you through the, the Lebanese scoff, for lack of a better term, and then we can jump into what your uh, death row meal would be. So basically, yakni, right? So it's this stew. Okay, it's a Lebanese stew, um, made with lamb, green beans and a tomato base it is simplistic and delicious um it seasoned, is, it's a really good dish but it is like it's unassuming and you wouldn't expect it to be nearly as good as it is no 
And the thing with like Lebanese food too, is they use a lot of cinnamon um, for seasoning dishes. So you get that like umami meaty flavor from the seared lamb or beef. If you don't have that kind of money and then you get like the nice sweet acidic flavor from the tomatoes. And then you get this like vibrant and familiar flavor of the cinnamon and uh, it's just, it's so good. Yeah. And then that little bit of crunch from the green beans too. Yeah. Yeah. That nice little snap. So yeah, we go with some yuckney, nice little serving of yuckney, judra, which is um, a mix of rice and lentils. Uh, again, super simple, just a little bit of olive oil, chopped onion, lentils, rice, cooked up like a pilaf. So good. Uh, what else would we throw on there? Well, yeah, I made it on your show. You made Judra? Yeah. The I remember the rice. salad. I remember the salad I was seeing with it the other day, and I remember the yakni. I don't remember that, though. Yeah, I mean... And I, don't, I don't remember having that at your house for, like, two years, either. Um, I don't know if I made it at my house before. I made it on your show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Bye. Anyway, um, and then we definitely go with some kibbe, which is like a Lebanese hamburger. Well, okay, it's a little more complex than that because there's like a few different ways you can make kibbe, right? So it's like a mixture of ground beef, um, smade or bulgur, which is like a cracked wheat, uh, onions, cinnamon, of course and a lot of salt so like with kibbe you can eat it raw if you're daring like that which i used to do all the time as a kid delicious which if you chop it up your own meat like if you buy a chunk of meat and you chop it up go for it it's like a tartare yeah if you're buying ground beef which you do and yeah. you eat it raw that's pretty sketchy yeah yeah i don't really eat kibbe raw anymore because i yeah, don't have the time to grind my own meat, but um, but the way we normally cook it is we just form it into like patties and then fry it up like a like a hamburger patty. But you can also do a baked kibbe, which is basically um, layers of ground meat, and then you put uh, chopped pine nuts, a layer of chopped pine nuts, and then another layer of the meat mixture, and then you bake it, and then just cut it into squares. Also very delicious, but yeah very expensive yeah and just not my favorite form so i'd go with the fried stuff so what do we got here we got uh yuckney we got judra we got kibbe but you but with the kibbe you're saying you fried patties like a burger but really isn't it usually more like kind of an oblong meatball well no that'd be more like well, okay, the way I prepare it. I don't know about the way everyone prepares it. The oblong meatball would be for the raw kibbe, but then the patties would be for the fried kibbe. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All different kinds of preparation methods. All equally delicious, but different. Um, it is really good. Yeah, it's so good. I've never had a problem. Um. I'll make it for you sometime because, like, so you're thinking tartare, 
it's nothing like that. The texture is totally different. <laughs> you know when you're like mixing up hamburger meat, like for burgers, and you, you like squish you your hands through that? Yeah. Yeah. Picture that, but in your mouth. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. You're but not selling this very well. But then, but then also gritty because it's got got the cracked weed in it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know I'm not selling it, but like believe me, it is amazing. Um what else would I throw on that plate? Oh, I'd have you to what? Lebanese salad. Because yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot over the past couple of days. Yeah, I'm going to get to Lebanese salad. I've got two items, and the last one is Lebanese salad. So the next okay. one is fataya. okay? Um, I'd spell it for you, but I don't remember to, how to spell it. Uh, I think it starts with a PH, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, flat tire. Yeah, so you say flat tire for um, any of you non-Arabic-speaking folk, which I also am. Um, I think I speak more Arabic than you do. Oh, yeah, I can guarantee it. Um, but basically what that is, is like a little triangle of nice, light, fluffy bread dough that you can stuff with a spiced ground meat mixture or a vegetarian mixture, which is like wilted spinach, onions, garlic, lemon juice, uh, mint. Um and then, yeah, you stuff it in these bread discs, fold them into triangles, bake them. They puff up, brush them with butter. Oh, man. It's like a hand pie, kind of like a Lebanese hand pie. So good. Have you tried those, Ben? Yeah. Okay. I have, yeah. Back when I was still could still eat gluten, yeah. I've had them. Yeah. Um, can, can I just say that I think, and I, I mentioned this in a, in a blog post recently. Okay. That I think that Western cooking is really missing out by not using cinnamon as a savory spice, really, oh, yeah. except in like barbecue seasoning, maybe. Yep. And really missing out on using mint as an herb. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big they, thing they, in like Lebanese and other uh, Mediterranean cuisines is yeah. mint and cinnamon are like key flavoring agents in a lot of savory dishes. And you don't, You'll find cinnamon in like the classic um, baklava, but like you don't find a lot of mint or cinnamon in other like sweet dishes in those cuisines, but it's in a lot of savory dishes. Yeah. And it goes so well you know I mean? with cinnamon. Cinnamon goes so well with, with meats, um, like oh, yeah. Yeah, with tomato sausage, like anything like that. And mint, like one of my favorite uses for mint is to uh, throw it into butter chicken at the end. Ooh, nice! It has a really nice flavor. But yeah, I just yeah. I think in Western cooking they don't use mint and cinnamon enough. No, they're like dessert flavorings here. You know. Yeah, and I mean the mint really for desserts is just a garnish on the plate. It's what kale was like fifteen years ago. 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, talk about the salad. Yeah, okay, I'm getting to the salad now, Ben. So, yeah, Lebanese salad. Um, it's super simple, uh, again, with most of these dishes. Really simple, but, like, so vibrant and delicious. So it's essentially just a garden salad. 
um, you know, uh, iceberg lettuce, cucumber, red onion, tomatoes, uh, celery, nice, like fresh, crisp produce. But what makes it is the dressing, right? So it's lemon juice, salt and pepper, um, olive oil, and fresh chopped mint. And then the best way to do this is you mix up your salad dressing the night before you need it so that all of that mint blooms into the acid. And once you dress your salad, oh man, just like an explosion of vibrant flavors in your mouth. So good. Well, and and then you let the lettuce kind of sit and marinate as well, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like... Which is something completely for, was something completely foreign to me until you showed me that because the lettuce gets kind of soft, but it picks up so much flavor and it still has a bit of crunch. Well, yeah, that's, just the, sorry. The, the flavor it, it pulls from the dressing is just incredible, and it it really takes like a an average salad and and makes it something really special well that's the nice thing about using the iceberg right like if you use something like romaine you let that sit in a vinaigrette and it's just gonna wilt into nothing it's gonna be gross right but the iceberg lettuce like it still retains that crunch and oh yeah it's just so good and the nice thing about like all of these lebanese dishes is you make them one day but then the next day after they sat overnight they are twice as good as they were the day before. Lebanese leftovers, fantastic. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, right. So that's my is there, I just want to ask you really quickly, is there a Lebanese dish that you don't like? Uh, I've never had one I don't like. Though, to be fair, I haven't eaten every Lebanese dish known to man, but, you know... Yeah, no, that's that's a fair answer. I was just curious yeah. if there was anything I don't like. So, what would your death row meal be? Mine is actually really simple. Um, it would be my mom's shepherd's pie. Mm. Nice. They just something that something that would make me feel like I'm getting a big hug. Um, you know, remind me of better times. And just it's to this day, it's one of my favorite, favorite things. Like, and when I was a kid at at our birthdays, our mom would always like make us a special thing that we wanted. Mm. And I would always ask for shepherd's pie, even though it was like, just this super cheap thing. But it was, it was always one of my favorite dishes. And I mean, there's a million, there's a million ways to make it, but just like my mom. way. So like, Walk us through the steps of what makes that shepherd's pie like the best shepherd's pie. Okay, so first of all, for any sticklers out there, it's actually a cottage pie because it's made with beef, <laughs> not lemon. I didn't actually want to bring that up, but okay. Yeah, you know, like here it's it's a cottage pie, yeah. or here it's a shepherd's pie, right? Like we just call it a shepherd's pie. Yeah. Um. So essentially, you just take some ground beef, you brown it, drain off any excess fat, add a little bit of onion, maybe some garlic, but not usually. Um, Cook the onion out. Then you add like frozen peas and carrots, maybe some mixed green green and yellow beans, 
things like that, just frozen vegetables. Yep. Cook that a little bit. Then you add two cans of creamed corn. This is key. Ooh, creamed corn. Yeah, because it adds like this little sweetness to it, but it also kind of makes gravy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you you know cook that all together, cover it in really creamy mashed potatoes. Coat the potatoes on the on like the top with butter, and then you bake them until they're like nice and crisp. Um, yeah, that's how my mom always did it. And I hate when people put cheese on it. I hate when people mess with it. Like, yeah. So my like how I know shepherd's pie or cottage pie is uh, like tomato based mixture with your ground beef and veg, and then yeah, cheese like gratin on top. So it's interesting to hear the cream corn thing. I think that'd be really good. I mean, I'm a huge it fan is. of like cream I, corn, so. I still make it that way like, pretty much all the time. There's There are a few different versions of shepherd's pie that I'll make, but that's the one that I usually go to most. Nice. Like there's one I make that's, um, and you may remember this actually, it's Moroccan spiced, and then there's like a little bit of apricot in it, and it is made oh. of lamb. Yeah, I remember that. That yeah, is delicious. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I think I used to put, like, I used to do the potatoes with sesame seeds and a little sesame oil in them. Oh, yeah. Uh, to kind of, yeah, that, that was a really good shepherd's pie. And I still make that once in a while. Um, and sometimes I will do a tomato-based one, but very rarely. Yeah. Um, but one thing I love, and I don't know if a lot of people know to do this, when I was working in Montreal, we always had a braise on the menu every day. So the menu changed twice a day, every day at this restaurant I worked at. Yeah. And we always had a braise on the menu. Okay. So the day before, you'd make a braise and you'd serve it. And then the day after, we'd serve it as a pommentier, Okay. which is essentially just anything in like a dish covered with mashed potatoes and, and baked. <laughs> yeah. So... We would have like, and and Palante is the guy who introduced the potatoes to France and got people to actually eat them. So anything covered in mashed potatoes in French is called a Palmante. But it's like just an infinite possibility of shepherd's pies. So we would do like rabbit butter chicken, and then the next day we'd have uh, rabbit butter chicken Palmante. That sounds delicious. Or not chicken, but butter yeah. rabbit Palmante. Yeah, like anything we braised that was left over, any kind of braised with vegetables and meat. Whatever would always end up being a pommelche the next day, and it was it was so good. So I I do love making things like that, but to me that's not shepherd's pie. And if I was on death row, I wouldn't ask for that. I would ask specifically for my mom's shepherd's pie, and I'd even probably ask to make it. So it was right. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you there. I wouldn't want someone else making my last meal Lebanese food, to be honest, unless it was my like mother or grandmother. But I wouldn't. Well, no, because I mean, I if you ask me, you want to be, hand. Yeah, no, you wanted to be what you remember and like what you're, yeah. what you're craving. So when you brought up your Moroccan shepherd's pie, it reminded me of a feature I ran at one of the restaurants. Um, I made what I called a Fowler's pie. So it was a shepherd's pie, but with duck, ground duck, instead of like lamb or ground beef, <laughs> and. Um, so I made a duck demi too, and I used that as like the gravy in the mixture with some rosemary, dried cranberries. Uh, I forget what veg I put in there. Um, so I made that meat mixture with that. And then for the potato layer, I did um, a mixture of 
like regular potato and then sweet potato and then topped it with a little bit of parm and then like gratined it. Oh man, that dish was phenomenal. Can I ask, I've never, I've never used ground duck before. Does it not like get kind of dry? Um, Or like, like what's the, is, is, is is it like an 80, 20 ratio? Like, uh, no, there was, I didn't have any problems with it. It was like scrap. I did use some duck fat in there. Um, I don't remember the exact ratio, but, um, yeah, I, I would burn through a lot of duck at that restaurant. Right. I worked with a, a local duck farmer in the province and he'd only have them every so often. So I'd buy like a couple of dozen of them at a time and just like have a few days where I just clean all of these ducks. So I'd end up with all this scrap. So yeah, I was like, what can I do with all of this? So I was like, Hey, yeah. I'm going to grind this up and make a shepherd's pie out of it. And it turned out delicious. I don't know if you remember when we worked at mosaic, um, we had, like uh like after we stopped doing the tapas or like in between when we were doing tapas and main plates i can't remember but we had a just a seared duck breast on the menu with like celeriac mash and yep. stuff do you remember I do, that vaguely but yeah and we would always cut the ends off the duck like just the tip off the yep. breast because we didn't want to serve that and that was always like a kitchen snack yep. That was one of my favorite things. Just like this crispy, fatty piece of duck. Oh, so good. And you just like clean up all the like juices off the board with it. And maybe there's like a little mashed potato left. Oh, so good. I love duck. I actually have a duck in the fridge right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm doing a roast duck for the blog. Oh, nice. Probably tomorrow. I haven't played around with duck since that duck tasting I did for the family months ago. Um, Actually, I'd like to talk about that in possibly a future episode because that was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, I love duck. Like, absolutely love it. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about that in the next episode. Maybe. I'll have to do some research. Though. And I think, I think that's a pretty good place to end this episode. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing us talk about our death row meals and stuff. Um, you know, if you have an idea for an episode or a topic you'd like us to discuss or you just want to say hi, you can uh, send us a message. We don't actually have an email address set up, so you can just send me a message uh, on social media at Chef Ben Kelly. Um, or you can email at, email me at chefbenkelly at gmail.com. And eventually we will set up an email for this podcast because that would make perfect sense. Anyway, thanks for listening. Evan, do you want to say anything before you go? Uh, yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, always a pleasure to speak to you all. And um, I hope this kind of gets you thinking about, you know, what your death row meal is because kind of puts into perspective, you know, the food you really love. Well, and that's actually before we go, I want to make that point as well where it's like as chefs, people would assume like we'd want like, these really fancy, um, like high end meals, but both of us, it's the food our moms made. It's home cooking. comfort food. Yeah. And that's like when I'm, when I, like I've, I've talked about this a lot on the blog and in other places, but for me, because my mom died eight years ago now. And when I'm really missing her, I'll make one of her recipes and it's, it's like, she's giving me a big hug. 
it's really nice. And so I think that's kind of why we always turn to those recipes because yeah. there's just this sense of connection and closure. Yeah, definitely. And if I so that's what I would want. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll end it there. Have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you Bye, soon. Bye, everyone.